This podcast was made possible thanks to Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and this is a Scriptease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background and of course, spoil the endings. All in less than five minutes. We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today we go all Aussie classic with Summer of the 17th Doll by Ray Lawler, 1955. Why is it called that? The title for this play is quite literal. Each summer, a Cupid doll is given to Olive as a gift from her seasonal boyfriend. And this is summer number 17. There was a summer of the first doll, and a summer of the second, and this is summer of the 17th doll. And spoiler, it is their last. Although I will offer a synopsis of the play in a moment, what matters most in this play is the relationships between the characters. This is a play about people, and that is true for every play I have talked through, but the doll, as it is affectionately known, I think is a special case. Many events occur in the play, and you'll hear about them, but it is the slow burn of the characters' gradual disappointment and bitter revelations that makes the play so successful. Here are the main characters and their connections. The house where the play is set is owned by Emma. The story mainly concerns Emma's daughter Olive and her friend-slash-co-worker Pearl. A third friend, Bubba, lives next door. She is much younger than Olive and Pearl. For 16 years, two men named Rue and Barney have visited this house on the layoff season. They're cane cutters, and this is their break. Rue and Olive are in a relationship. They have been for 16 years, and usually Barney would be with a lady called Nancy that we never meet, but she left and is now married. Olive has tried to keep the magic of 16 years of fun summers alive by inviting her widowed friend Pearl in the hopes that Barney and her will hit it off. We find out through the play that Rue walked off the field two months ago. He's broke and he didn't tell Olive. The story is he hurt his back and couldn't keep up with the new young hotshot named Johnny. We will meet him later. The truth is, Rue has no back pain. He's just getting old and he's jealous. By the end of the play, things have not worked out for Barney and Pearl because this glamorous summer that Olive has been telling everyone about does not seem that fun at all. It just seems like drinking and partying and sex and Pearl isn't that interested. Bubba, real name Katie, hits it off with Johnny, the young and capable cane cutter. Rue and Barney are kicked out of the house by Emma, Olive's mum. Bubba tries to entice Johnny back next summer to create their own layoff season magic. Those are the relationships, and this is the plot summary. We open on a house owned by Emma. Her child Olive is one of three female protagonists, along with her friend Pearl and neighbour Bubba. They are waiting for Rue and Barney, two cane cutters who meet up at this house on their off time. Rue is dating Olive, and Barney usually dates Nancy, but Nancy is married and gone, so Olive invites Pearl for Barney. Bubba is their neighbour. She's much younger and is new to the layoff season. Action starts with Bubba tying ribbons on candy canes, a layoff season tradition. Olive shows Pearl a photo of Barney, Rue, Nancy and Olive drunk at an amusement park. Pearl isn't impressed. Pearl actually acts superior and standoffish whenever Bubba and Olive try to explain their inside jokes or layoff traditions. Pearl says she's not getting into anything nasty. Olive tries to explain that the layoff season isn't indecent. It's magical and perfect. Barney and Rue enter stridently. Barney even carries Emma over his shoulder. Rue and Olive are affectionate and Pearl keeps her distance from Barney. Barney tells Olive that Rue is broke and after he walked out of his job two months ago, he fought with a new young employee named Johnny Dowd just after hurting his back. Olive gets upset that Rue didn't come to her when he walked out. They make amends and Rue gives Olive her 17th doll. 
In the morning, we discover Barney drank a lot and tried to get into Pearl's room, and that did not go down well with her. Emma offers Rue a loan, but he refuses. Bubba asks Rue if this layoff season will be the same without Nancy. He says it will. Barney says he didn't knock on Pearl's door, or he doesn't remember. Rue says he's going to try and get a job, which upsets Barney, as this is their layoff season. If Rue is working, it'll ruin the whole thing. Barney offers Rue money and claims that Rue is just mad because Barney didn't walk off the job with him. Olive tells Barney we need to sweet-talk Pearl into staying. Pearl brings up Barney's de facto wives and his three children with three different women. Barney says he has a lot of love to give. Shockingly, this works as Pearl asks for her suitcase to be taken back to her room by the end of the scene. Olive and Barney lament Rue's choice to get a job during their special time. On New Year's Eve, the group decides not to attend a party because Nancy's cousins are hosting. Pearl refers to the layoff season as the men's mating season and goes on to say that it doesn't seem as fun as Olive suggested. This has the effect you can imagine with Olive snapping at Pearl. Barney asks if Rue wants to go out drinking and then get a job grape picking with some of the men, including Johnny they cut cane with. This frustrates Rue, but Barney reckons it's not fun this year without Nancy. The group pours beers and toasts to this glamorous night, which makes Pearl laugh. Olive begins to cry, and the mood is sour as fireworks go off. Days pass, and Barney comes in drunk with Johnny in tow, making Rue mad. But after Johnny apologises, he and Rue make up. They all decide to go to the races. But Johnny needs a date, and Barney suggests Vera, Pearl's 18-year-old child. This does not go well. So Barney goes and gets Bubba from next door. She agrees to go and even tries to explain the magic of the layoff season to Johnny, who just can't see it. Rue has some renewed anger towards Johnny and fights with Barney for bringing Johnny there. Things are said and a fistfight occurs. The fight is broken up, but Olive doesn't understand why one bad season has led to so much anger, and then the truth is revealed. Rue has no back pain. He's just jealous of the better Johnny. Rue then tells the room that women now laugh after sleeping with Barney, and he was never good enough for Nancy. Barney throws a vase filled with $17 at Rue, smashing it. The next day, the room is cleaned and the dolls are gone. Barney's gone too. Pearl tries to get Olive to see how mundane and childish these summers are, but Olive says it's Pearl's fault that went badly. After an awkward conversation about Nancy and women with Barney and a goodbye from Olive, Pearl leaves. Rue tries to explain and apologise about Johnny and the fight, but Olive is mad about this boring summer. Rue asks Emma why Nancy left, and Emma explains it was no one's fault. Nancy just grew up. She hopes Olive will too. Katie wants to meet Johnny at a bar. Barney doesn't like the idea, but she insists it's her chance to recreate the magic of the last 16 summers. She believes she won't make the same mistakes they did. Rue and Olive talk. She sees their summers differently now and was convinced by Pearl. Olive wants Rue to pay her back all the summers they've wasted. He calls her a child and reveals he doesn't want to cut Kane anymore. He wants to stay and marry Olive. She screams no and demands he give her 17 summers back. Emma tells the men to leave and never come back. Barney suggests they stick together and go find work. In a rage, Rue breaks the 17th doll and it falls to the floor. They look at each other in a silent acknowledgement of what has occurred. If you didn't know the play before, you do now, a bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Scriptease. Remember, this was just our version of the play's story, highlighting the bits we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits and moments you would like to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That is all from us at The Aside, and this episode of Scriptease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more script teasers and over 200 episodes of The Aside. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening.